Hey everybody, uh, you're listening to episode 39 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and uh, standing right next to me, uh, not as always, is uh, my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We are currently in my kitchen. Yes we are. Uh, podcasting, getting ready for the new year, uh, so I'm trying to do some last minute cooking things, and uh, so we're relegated to the kitchen at this point, but... Uh, Okay, look for some cups. I am thirsty. Oh, they're right here. <laughs> On top of the fridge. Oh, thanks. Man. Okay, so this is going to be... This is already turning into an unusual podcast, but it's hey, all good. It's they all are. Day. They're all unusual, but... Uh, so, we're going to go ahead and finish 2014. Um, it's going to be loud. Finish 2014 off with, uh, with our talk about uh, wrestling. We're going to look at the WWE. Um, Monday Night Raw... The final Monday Night Raw of 2014. It's like they win. Another Monday Night Raw I did not make all, all the way through. I took a nap in between <laughs> the second and third hour. Well, I don't blame you for part of that. But it's like they waited until the very end of the year to to put out the best possible Monday Night Raw. Because this is probably one of the best episodes of the year. Okay. Um, and it's because it's it was so frustrating... And it was intriguing, and it really uh, opens a lot of things Time up out. There for 2015. I like they said it's the best show of the year because it was so frustrating. It's frustrating. That's like talking about a woman. It's so frustrating, but it's the best I ever had. Uh, yeah, well, I guess that's kind of my mo. Well, we just lost the women listeners. Sorry. Um, All six of you are offended. Yeah. I apologize. Oh, there's, there's no, no. We're not trying to offend anybody here. No. Uh, so what did you think? I mean, what did you think of uh, of Raw? I think it was. Can we just skip to the end of Raw? Well, we yeah, we can. That would be the main point. Okay, okay let's just skip to that. It was so stupid. Yes. The authority's back. The authority is back. It just it just nullifies what the past three months has all been about. We got rid of them just to get back. Oh, what, just for them to come back. What are they? Crabs? It completely. <laughs> yes, they are crabs. That's my question. It completely. Uh, wasted away everything Dolph Ziggler did in that match. The performance he had, he should, he should hand that Slammy Award back for match of the year. Um, just because it, it's too soon. It's clearly too soon for them to bring the authority back. They had to come back eventually. I, I think that's a that. given. But a month is way too soon because people were still talking about what that Survivor the series? series. October, November. It was almost a month. It was a. Uh, uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. I think. Or after. Before. No, before, uh, after. Couldn't even get two months. Yeah. Way too soon. Um, which is terrible. But what it accomplished, I think, is very stunning at this point. Because it's the way they set this up solidified Seth Rollins as the top heel in all of wrestling. Um,. If you look at his performance on the mic, if you look at his performance with the Big Show in that last segment, that was brilliant, in my opinion, because he he basically held a man hostage to get the authority back. Oh, we're not talking about that. Let me ask you a question. When they came down to the ring and they knocked out Christian and they were holding on edge, what happened to Christian? Christian disappeared for that entire segment. I was stand, I was sitting at home watching, like, well, Chris is going to come from behind and knock Seth Rollins out, isn't he? 
Isn't he's, he? He's got a history of concussions. He can't risk it. He was concussed, apparently. Dead and concussed. Because you never saw him again through the entire segment. That's uh, What happened? One of the mysteries of wrestling, I think, that will uh, go untold or unsolved. Was there like a secret portal he fell through <laughs> and ended up in the back? What happened? It was it was unbelievable that, that he couldn't make a, a you know... You know, even a, he couldn't even make a feeble attempt at saving his buddy Ed. He couldn't even make a feeble attempt of getting up. <laughs> Ridiculous. It was great. But, you know, they used Edge. Edge was perfect for that segment. You know, he's a guy that could never wrestle again because of his, his, because of his neck injuries. Mm-hmm. And they totally targeted that. I mean, that's that was the whole point. To target Edge to get what they wanted from Cena. Because earlier in the night, they did a segment where Cena and Edge kind of, you know, acknowledged... Their respect for each other after their long feud, that, you know, after the long feud that they had back when Edge was wrestling. Um, so that was interesting to see how they were setting it up. You know, I, I didn't really, I honestly didn't see it coming the way that they were going to finish Raw um, by using Edge that way. Uh, but looking back at the episode, that segment definitely was very foreshadowing of, course, yeah. of what was to, to happen later that night. But I think it was just awesome the way, the way Rollins. Uh, Handled it I, the way he he took that segment over, and I mean he ran with it, man. He solidified himself as the top heel in all of wrestling. Can I ask a question? Something that never made sense to me: Why is John Cena the only person that can bring back the authority? Why does he have that option to begin with? That's what Vince McMahon said. Vince McMahon put that on him. But why? The only reason to put that option on him is for him to do what he did. Yeah, and because Cena's the top man. Who are you going to give that option to? Cesaro? How no one get the option? Speaking <laughs> of Cesaro, he can't count how many ropes are in the ring. That was unbelievable, man. He said four ropes. I think he made four, 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 side, four, four corners, corners. Four corners. That, four ropes. I felt so bad because he... He was... I mean, he was the scapegoat of the week with Vince McMahon during that Austin podcast mm-hmm. on the network. Mm-hmm. I mean... Vince McMahon just completely, if, if he had any, mo- he had very little momentum going into that podcast to begin with, but whatever momentum he had left, it's, McMahon yeah. all but destroyed it. As my brother would say, Uncle Mo has left Cesaro's side. Um, talk about how good it is to have Bad News Barrett back. Great. I love that he's quick, back. Quick story. At work, we have these meetings on Monday, and one of our, uh, one of the guys who does the special services, he's British. So uh-huh. sometimes he comes in and is like, well, I got some bad news for you. And I'm over there on the side giggling like a little schoolgirl, and no one knows why. Because it's just hilarious. Because <laughs> he said, just like Barry does. You need to give him a gavel. Yeah. So he can announce, he can do it. He can smash the gavel and then tell you he's, he's got some bad news. That would be perfect. Uh, what else happened? Um, oh, another question I've got. What happens now with the authority? Do, are, are we going back to the same thing that we saw for the past eight months? Because if we are, you can count me out. <laughs> if they're just going to be screwing up with Ziggler and Cena and uh, Reigns and other superstars, if it's um, going to be the same dog and pony show as it was before, I'm not going to watch. I don't think that I don't think it'll be as bad as it was before. Because look. Ziggler has all the momentum in the world going right now. Um, he's never been he's never been this hot, even when he was a champion, a world champion. Do you think so? No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
I'm not agree with you with that one. He, he this is as as hot as he's ever been. Well, you know, he was world champion for like a month before he got concussed. Yep. So I think um, I don't think they're going to completely go uh, go back to the old way uh, of the authority. You know, just butting into everybody's business. Yeah. Uh, I think there's there's or certain many, people's business. There's too many guys that are over right now, that are over with the crowd that will uh, that's going to force the company's hand to continue to you know ride that momentum. Um, Reigns is back. I don't see them. I think the the way that they're handling him, the way that they're antagonizing him, that's about the extent of it at this point. Oh, I think his feud with with the Big Show is about as, is about as far. And it's about as uh, much inter- involvement with the authority that you'll you'll see. And did you hear the Big Show on commentary? He started off like the heel, and then he was like getting excited about Roman Reigns. Big Show was great, I think, on mm-hmm. in that segment because he he put both guys over. He, yeah, he did what what a veteran should do. A guy who's been in, who's a lifetime wrestler like him, who's a lifetime a lifer. Do you think he, he'll be on the mic next, be an announcer? Uh, no, I, I don't think he's. I think when he's able to finally call it quits and not have to travel because of his size, I think he's done. Once yeah, he's, done, he's done, he's done. Um, this one thing that we did, we haven't talked about um, online or offline, what do you think about the Wyatt split, all of them going their separate ways? Um, at first, I didn't like it because I liked the idea of a team being together. I like factions. Mm-hmm. Um, too many factions is one thing. Except for the New Day. Right. Shuck uh, and jive. Colored shuck and jive. Too many factions is one is, is, is a bad thing. One enormous giant faction like the, the NWO at the, the very end. <laughs> that's, that's horrible as well. But I think a three-man group like, like the Wyatts and the Shield... Um, the Shield was a good breakup because they, they were ready to move on to their own thing. Um, I didn't necessarily think the Wyatts were ready to go off on their own, but they've held their own. Uh, Harper has really, Luke Harper has completely outshined both guys, even Bray Wyatt at this point. Really? The way he's Those. been booked, the title victory, the matches with Ziggler. That is a bold statement right there. And Wyatt has been relegated to, to gimmick matches, albeit. Good gimmick matches. I mean, good entertaining gimmick matches with Dean Ambrose, which I think has hurt both of their characters, um, just because there's really no direction for this that that feud. And and, and Roman, um, it's interesting to see the the way they've handled him. I mean, he's because he's a good athlete mm-hmm. for a big man, um, but this whole being a, a vintner and a uh, a near genius, yeah, kind of, out of nowhere, guy he, who, who he, solves he, Rubik's cubes before, before and in between matches. He um, came from the woods, and all of a sudden, he has an IQ of two hundred. Yeah, uh, it's it's not the greatest. I don't think it's the greatest way they, to handle this guy, but he's held his own as well as, as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, they so they both done better than I expected. Absolutely, I, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, Sorry for the so, noise. We're cleaning up over here. Yeah. So I think I think it's been fine the breakup so far, um, especially since one of them's actually won a title. Then this whole you know during this time they've broken up. Um, it's just you know tough not seeing a you know a legitimate faction you know going strong at this point. Um, 
What do you think about the Ascension? Because I'll be honest, I only saw them coming out to the ring and the end of the match. I was either reading, no, I was watching YouTube and I completely blanked on them. Well, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about these guys. And the way that the way that they were shot in NXT, they looked a lot, they look a lot better. And I do agree because I've seen a few of their matches on, on NXT. The way they're shot. They look a lot better on NXT than they do on Raw. Like you mean camera? The camera angles fit them a lot better. It makes them look bigger than they because they're they're pretty big to begin with. the The biggest guy, Connor, I think he's six five and like two eighty five, which is pretty pretty good size. But he didn't look that big on on camera on W on Raw. But I also say that's because you know that's big and walking around mm-hmm. just on the street and in WWE that's like average size. Um, I guess for the main roster, yeah, you're right. I, I can see that. You know, because Sandow's pretty tall. Yeah, Sandow's and tall. And he, he didn't look that much bigger than Sandow. Miz is taller than you think. He's like 6'2", 6'3". Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't they didn't look great on, on Raw. Um, look, their gimmick is is tried and tested, but it's also something that that um, can, can only come around once in a lifetime. And... and our lifetime is still has encompassed has, has been a part of the Road Warriors. Yeah, the Road Warriors. Even though we don't, we may not remember them completely because we may not have been old enough to, to watch them. We we know enough about the Road Warriors yeah. at, at this juncture to 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 know that to know what they're doing with these guys to see the similarities um, and to not to be too keen on on those uh, on this current gimmick. Um, I think they're good workers. They're, I mean, they're not terrible. Um, and frankly, the the tag team division needs a new tag team. It needs something because it can't just be the Usos, uh, Mizdow, and Sandow. I gotta say, <laughs> Mizdow and the Miz. I'm sorry. The the, the Miz, Mizdow, and Uso match on Monday for the tag titles. Which uh, spoiler alert? <laughs> probably you've seen it. Hopefully you've seen it. Uh, the Usos. Uh, beat first off the Miz for the titles. If that was a spoiler alert, we just said spoiler alert when we talk about the uh, the authority authority coming coming back. Back. that's true. That's the biggest spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the tag title switched hands on Raw. Mm-hmm. That was the best match that they've had during this entire feud. I was, I've been sick and tired of that feud. I'm sick and tired of watching those guys mm-hmm. perform. Uh, when, when it was announced they were going to f- wrestle on Monday, I was like. God, I hope this is it. Like, I hope like we can move forward after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching the match, I was like, wow, this is a very entertaining match. This is the best performance they've put on um, in the feud. And hopefully they will. And it looks like they are going to. The feud is over, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great to see that they went out on a high note. They, they really did go, on, go out on a high note. Um, these guys really, really gave it their all for this match. And mm-hmm. it was it was. Fun to watch. Uh, had me on the edge of my seat for sure, and that's, I don't say that often about a, a, a Miz or even an Uso match. Really, one <laughs> definitely Uso. What other tag teams are there? Um, the Miz and Sandow, the Usos, Goldust and Stardust, now the Ascension. Uh, well, the Matadors, and they're, they're not contenders for the title. Yeah, um, I would like to see. Cesaro and Tyson Kidd continue with they they've been teasing a, uh, mm-hmm. a an alliance for a few weeks. They they didn't perform together this week, um, 
just because it seemed like it's the end of the year and they were really uh, letting the mid-card guys try and shine. Cesaro was on his way to really shining and really opening some eyes with the way, with the, uh, I'm pissed off at, at management for the way they've handled me. He should be. He won the uh, <clears throat> Andre the Giant Royal Rumble and his career was gone. And it, it was it was a great promo until he started stumbling with yeah. the four ropes and stuff. And it just it just kind of uh, it just kind of uh, reiterated what what Vince was, was kind of was alluding to. That he was just, trying to get his CM Punk mic drop moment, and it was going great. And, he, and he, yeah, he, he kind of dropped it, dropped the ball at the end. Um, you had the Ryback promo, which was basically um, the. Complete retelling, uh, or the complete uh, telling of his career. Well, no, not not just that, but this he pretty much said the exact same thing on uh, Jericho's podcast mm-hmm. last week. It was a great interview. It was a great podcast. It was it was really interesting to, to see, like, or to listen uh, to to listen to what this guy's all about. That he's not just some meathead. That he is. He really does implement these positive reinforcement methods and stuff like that. And he does actually read these. You know, self help self help books um, that you wouldn't expect from a big muscle bound guy like that to read. You know, he seems like he's actually a he seemed more human, and, uh, and it was a shame that the crowd was giving him crap during the during the promo. It took too long, I think, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they took too long for the crowd. Yeah, because I know for one, I zoned out a couple of times during like like when they were showing the video of him um, back in the day. Getting uh, knocked down, smacked down during tough enough, and yeah. coming back out with uh, the Nexus. The Nexus. I watched the video, and then it would go back to him, and he showed that scar. I was just like in and oh, out. Man. You know, <clears throat> let me let me let me rant real quick. Sure, I I'm gonna get more soda. My early we've we've done early earlier wrestling podcasts where or we did I think we did an episode earlier this year where. I pretty much said I really couldn't care less about the crowds and how they react and their their involvement in uh, in the shows because there's times when they take the chance too far and it just really takes away. But I've kind of shied. Away. I've kind of kind. I'm kind of changed my stance on that because this past Monday's crowd was god awful. It was just the most side like the most. Bored crowd I've ever, seen, I've ever witnessed. Where was Rala? DC. And only at certain points were there major pops. They're still, the, they're still crying about their football team going four and twelve. I so. guess so because even during the last segment, you there was a guy that was on the along the, the guardrail who was mm-hmm. positioned right behind Cena in the camera angle, mm-hmm. who was literally who literally put his chin into his arm into his in his palm. Like he was that bored. There were fans that were dressed up like different wrestlers, and they were literally just sitting there watching the match, like, like it was. They were just watching television, like a regular television show. There was no enthusiasm by this crowd at all, and I think it affected the the Luke Harper Jack Swagger match because there were times where those guys, you could tell that they were. I think they were slowing down because they were just like, you know, forget it. If these these fans aren't going to cheer for the work that we're putting in. We're just gonna take it slow. We're just kind of half-assed. It. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it, it, you could really tell that they were not happy with that reaction. I agree with you. I know because we talk about you know sports teams feeding off the energy of the crowd. 
no doubt the wrestlers do the same thing. And if you're out there giving it everything you got, and you turn around and there's nothing but crickets and people sitting on their hands. It was it was just brutal watching. I mean, these guys were just lame. The DC crowd was just lame. And I feel uh, like. I can be, if I'm watching a match, I can be influenced to some degree by the crowd reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a good match and the crowd's going crazy, then then I'll pay attention to it. But, like, like I tell you, or anytime, anytime I watch wrestling, I'm always doing something else, like right. writing or reading or, you know, on YouTube, just, and I have it on as background noise. So, if I'm listening and I don't hear the crowd get excited, I don't pay attention to the match. Gotcha. But if I'm listening and I hear the crowd chant, this is awesome, then mm-hmm. I'll, you know... It's something to stop what you're doing. I'll stop, I'll go rewind it and watch and see what happened. And I think it, it definitely hurt the Ascension debut. <laughs> I, I know, they, they seem so bored. As bad as you may think the Ascension really is, I think, um, I it, you know, it would have helped if they had a, a more hyped audience. I don't think the Ascension... The two wrestlers themselves bad. I think their gimmick is just bad. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I think. I think they they can be talented wrestlers, mm-hmm. even be tag team champions in probably another you know year, run shorter than that with the way it goes. But yeah. their gimmick is just so played out. We've seen it before with we right. the Bash Brothers even. And again, they're they're bigger than most of the teams in the division as well. I think so. They where their size, they could be, they could be on the verge of being a dominant tag team, mm-hmm. um, but the the crowd is already dictating that this is they're not long for this uh, for this world for this universe this WWE is not long yes <clears throat> so I think um, I think going back to the authority uh-huh. if you look Spoiler at the alert right if you look at the end of Raw when when Rollins when when the authority is is lined up uh, yeah right, the authority is lined up. Uh, on the stage, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman came out, and the rumor is that, well, I mean, it's 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 very well documented that Lesnar's contract does run out after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and there's a rumor that he is more likely going back to mixed martial arts. He could go to UFC. He might go. Uh, there's talks that uh, Bellator uh, is going to make a play for him, um, and. If you look, there's there's also reports that he's starting to slim down, uh, which is an indication that he might to prepare to that, jump to the MMA, right? To to get, believe it or not, to get down to two sixty five, the two sixty five heavyweight weight limit, weight limit. Yeah, he seems like he like two eighty five, two three hundred. Well, when he was in his prime, he wrestled at two ninety. Big boy, big boy, yeah. Big boy. <clears throat> um, so. There's a good chance that Lesnar leaves for good, mm-hmm. you know, unless WWE's able to find the money to, to you know, convince him to stay. But at that point, at that point, it's it's just going back to just part timer. Part it's yeah, it's a part time thing. Where and secondly, where are they getting the money from? Yeah, they uh, we've seen the reports where because they don't have the pay per view buys, buys anymore, there are guys who are not even getting their bonuses mm-hmm. that they used to get. So where are they getting this money to pay Brock Lesnar? Yeah. And they do get the money. You're gonna have a lot of upset already upset wrestlers saying, "Hey, you're gonna pay this guy X amount of money. He only does about twenty shows a year. Not well, even. I'm just going ten. He, he doesn't need to do twenty. He does like ten a year. <laughs> he doesn't do the house shows. Oh, no. yeah. And I'm out here. I'm sorry. Busting my ass 
night in, night out, doing these house shows no one sees, and I'm not getting my bonus? What yeah. the hell? It's it's a really you know awkward time for for the, for the organization for the performers, um, and I think you're gonna this might this will probably probably be the end of, of Lesnar's run. You probably won't see him. I don't see him coming back. Um, <clears throat> so it's very telling that the way that they were set up. But here's the thing: with the same, uh, what I was just saying, where are they gonna go? Who's that? The wrestlers. They get upset. Where are they gonna go? Oh yeah, I mean, well they're they're just gonna stay. I mean they're gonna you know they're gonna you know you make jump? comments on the internet. They're gonna that's about all they can do at this are point. Are you gonna go the independent route? Are you gonna try go MMA? You gonna jump to Japan? Are you gonna j- go to TNA? And only, I guarantee you those places aren't paying as much as WWE. And only the upper mid card guys could could make an impact on the indie scene. Mm-hmm. Ziggler, uh, Cesaro, Cesaro, Barrett, Barrett. Uh, those guys. Um, would command a, a, a really nice payday, a shiny penny, as we like to say, on the indie scene. But you know, guys like uh, Xavier Woods, mm. for instance, wouldn't really yeah. command a whole lot of money. So they're stuck for the most part. But the way that the that they were lined up on the stage, mm-hmm. Lesnar was, and the camera angle shot it. The way the camera angle was shot, Lesnar was essentially in the background, at the very end of the line, in the back, holding. The heavyweight title, which <clears throat> right now is saying that the heavyweight, the world heavyweight championship, does not mean anything as it, long as Lesnar is holding it. It can't mean anything if you only defend it once every three months, right? And then the other time, uh, the other let's see, ten Raws, you're only there for four of them. How can the championship mean anything? And so, but what I did see mm-hmm. was Seth Rollins front and center. Standing with Triple H. Yeah, boy. The, I mean, the guy, the man right now, I think he is the best, you know, or he's the biggest star, right, the biggest heel in wrestling right now. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and uh, signaling that he's going to he's due for a, a major run in 2015, especially with that Money in the Bank contract. Which, now that this whole Lesnar thing has come up, mm-hmm. is he coming back? Is he not coming back? The room, well, it's pretty much been telegraphed that the rocket strap, the rocket has been strapped to Roman Reigns' back, mm-hmm. and that he is the man. He is the man in line to ascend the throne to to take over for Cena when Cena decides to step down. He's the man. I'm enjoying the hell out of you, kicking. <laughs> Which is supposed to start as soon as WrestleMania 31 this coming 2015. I don't think he's ready for that push, and it's it's they're going back to, you know, people are are so ticked off that Cena is, you know, guaranteed to win pretty much every night. Super Cena. They're doing the same thing with Reigns, mm-hmm. and you're 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 forcing a guy that fans that fans naturally liked, <clears throat> and now you're forcing him on them. I just want to say this: I'm about to get ratchet in a minute, so hold on. How? Can you win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship if you never held a single belt? He hasn't been Intercontinental Champion. He hasn't been um, U.S. Champion. He was Tag Team Champion. champion. Whoop the freaking dude. How are you going to get the big belt without getting the, the stepping stones? How are you going to do it, man? I, yeah. How are you going to do it? How are you not going to put in your dues? 
And that's a great that's oh, a man. that's a great point. I, I you know I never really thought about that because guys like Ziggler have held on to the secondary titles. Barrett's hold, held on to secondary titles. Then um, they're not. They're, Cena's done it. Sheamus has done even it. Even Ambrose. Ambrose held yes. on to the United States title, As, even though he didn't really defend it. He still held on. He's had a secondary title. That's a great point. I I didn't really think of it that way either. Uh, it's just really. It's really frustrating seeing that they're kind of telegraphing it this way. It's just a slap in the face to everybody who's held the either the Intercontinental, the U.S. back when it was back in the European, to just let that guy leapfrog over that and become the man. Right. You know. You, you haven't paid your so dues. You haven't paid your dues. So now that mean, that also means that he really, if they are setting him up that way, then he he can't, there's no way he could. Go back to those titles either. Like right now, like you said, Cena's won the U.S. title. He's, um, I think that's. I don't know if he's held the IC title. I don't think so. But he's held the U.S. title multiple times, mm-hmm. and he's also, you know, he's held the. the oh, you the know why? Title. Because it, that was during the draft. Right, right. So, but Cena has paid his dues to where he he can't go back down to those mm-hmm. secondary titles, but he's already held those titles, and it's not. That much of it, you know, it's not going to be a detriment. Reigns will have not won any titles and any then, single titles, any single titles, and then effectively can't go back to those titles either. If he, if takes he wins, right I think if if he loses, I'm oh, sorry, if he loses, you know, his shot at the championship, there's a chance that he can go back down and and uh, contend for the IC or the US title. I keep wanting to call it the European. I'm so old. <laughs> but once he becomes the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, whatever they're called, he can't go down. Yeah, that's true. And so let's make some predictions right now as you boil up. More cooking? Yeah, just a little bit. All right, because we need to start heading out. It's already 8.30. I'm sorry, 845. Um, I was going to say, um, Royal Rumble predictions. Okay, here's here's the thing. Daniel Bryan came back on Monday night. They With teased his retirement. Full retirement. <laughs> they teased his retirement, which I thought... Which you bought. I, hook, line, and sinker. To an extent, to an extent. Um, like a bad mouth trap. But he had announced that he uh, is not retiring, that he is going to... Into the Royal Rumble, I think that's this is a con- I think it's a contingency plan essentially because Reigns clearly is not ready. He missed a lot of time. He missed a lot of time with that injury that Ambrose and Rollins were were both at very much active and were very much getting over with the crowd. He missed a lot of time to develop as a as a performer, as as a as a worker, as a guy on the mic, <clears throat> and he lost he lost out on all that time. And I think. That there's, I think that's a clear sign that by putting Brian in in the Rumble, that they could very well go with Daniel Bryan as your Royal Rumble winner. It's a clear sign that he's healthy. More importantly, hopefully, some guys just come back and you know, kind of, you know, uh, take that lightly. They take it lighter than they should. So if you had to bet, who would you bet is winning the Royal Rumble? Like I want to hear your favorite and your dark horse. Uh. I think it's. I think the favorite right now is still Reigns. 
I think the dark horse is Daniel Bryan, now that he's back. Um, and I think that if, if they were to go with Daniel Bryan, this would, this would allow Reigns to still develop, to take a little bit longer to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could give WWE the option to put Bryan against either Cena or Lesnar at WrestleMania because Lesnar and Cena are fighting for the title for one last time or whatever you want to call it at the Royal Rumble. How many times have we heard that? Right. Um, deja vu all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bryan could very well fit into the that match against either one of those guys. It would be Brian and Cena rematch from SummerSlam, you know, finally, you know, getting back to that that match from 2013. Uh, it could also be finally, be, it could finally be Brian versus versus uh, Lesnar and, and a true David versus Goliath uh, matchup. And so you could very well have Daniel Bryan win the title at WrestleMania and allow. Like you said earlier, my boy Seth Rollins, yeah, boy, to cash in his Money in the Bank title, the contract, contract, and win the title, and start you know, start his run as a top guy, a a top guy. So wait a minute, go back. Who would win at WrestleMania? It could it would be Brian versus the win, versus the winner of Cena and Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Brian wins. Either, either, it, it oh, Brian wins, and then Seth Rollins comes out with a security team and takes out Brian and, and cashes the, the title because he's not a quote unquote A plus player. Right. The authority would love that. And so it would be, yeah, kind of a rehash of SummerSlam when when Orton did the same thing, mm-hmm. but it would be a fresh. It would be a fresh. Uh, a fresh, fresh competitor, face. fresh fit. Well, I don't want to say face because he's it's, he's a heel, but fresh heel is that better? A, a fresh competitor um, starting a feud with with Daniel Bryan, and I think Rollins and, and Bryan would put on a great feud together. See, I feel like Bryan and um, Rollins are both favorites to win the Royal Rumble. I want I want like a dark horse, like someone off the grid to win. Rusev, Rusev would be your dark horse then. Because he's undefeated, uh-huh. um, he's, so he should have a big match at WrestleMania as long as he stays undefeated. Uh, uh, you know, one guy that will wrestle against uh, Lesnar that we haven't seen in a long ass time who's that? Randy Orton. I would. I would. Well, you, you, you. We talked about this, and you said that you would love to see it uh, about a week or so ago. So why not have Orton come back, win the World Rumble, and face Le- Lesnar at WrestleMania? As much as I would love to see Orton and Lesnar at any pay-per-view. And Orton wins, and then the same thing happens. Rollins comes out, stomps him down, and wins the title. Yeah. Bingo, bango. That that could work. Because the authority would be all over Randy's ass. But we've already seen Orton in a... Or set up to be in a WrestleMania main event. And look how that backfired with Batista. Um, but if Orton is a face right now, yeah, it could work, I think. Possibly. Uh, but I think it would be too much of a risk to, uh, to go back to that. To going back to Orton being in the main event at WrestleMania. I'm just thinking of Dark Horses because that would be from the left field because he's not even on TV right I now. I would love to see Orton versus uh, Lesnar for the title. I completely forgot about that last year Batista thing. Apparently, I tried to repress that memory and I did. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Dark Horse and Ziggler. Because we both said how red hot he is right now. Possibly. I would like to see a situation where Ziggler demands a title shot. And he says, look, I'm willing to give up my IC title for a shot at the world title. Like he just vacates it for a shot. Yeah. And then they can have an, an Intercontinental Championship um, tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Def- definitely. Why are we not writing scripts, man? <laughs> Vince, call us up. We're on the internet. We're on Twitter. Uh, at... No, we're not doing that right now. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think... Any other Dark Horses? Because I cannot think of that right now. What about Sheamus? Where has he been? He's been hurt as well. Oh, okay. Um, he could very well be, but... Because there's no one else, there's no other superstar we can think of, and there's no other guy they're trying to push besides mm-hmm. Reigns. Yeah. Unless they go crazy and give it to Ambrose. Which, yeah. Unless they go crazy and give it to the crazy man. He's ready. I mean, he's more ready than Reigns yeah. is at this time. He's a he's a hell of a talker. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but... But I, but I think with, with Brian coming back, I think it's a, just a contingency plan. It's like, okay, well, we want Reigns to, to be the guy, but, you know, we're, 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 we've got Brian back, fortunately, in Let's, case it's not working out. Can we just both say how happy we are with all three members of the, the former Shield? They have all grown by leaps and bounds. Absolutely. Well, Rollins and, and, and Ambrose have. They've grown by leaps and bounds. Reigns is just simply growing, not by leaps and bounds, because he, he, he was he hurt. hurt. He was hurt. <clears throat> so his progress was stunted, has been stunted at this point. But Seth becoming the bad guy, Seth, has been just a revelation. Because everybody predict, everybody was vision, envisioned Ambrose. Ambrose being yeah, bad guy. Ambrose was supposed to be the one that that's and they completely turned it around and, and and it's worked out well. It's worked out great for all three of them. Yeah, it's rare that you see, you know, a. Um, what you call a stable breakup, and everybody succeeds. Mm-hmm. Usually, there's some, there's one or two guys that drop off. Yep. Then the mid card and then disappear. That hasn't happened. No, not at so all. It's great to see. It's, it's so I think I think right now they're in good shape going into 2015. I think no, even no, I, I I think they're in good shape going to WrestleMania. And then after WrestleMania, we're gonna have the same crap that we've had for the past <laughs> two years. It's like. They get, they work the hardest for the time in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I think that's when they get the most buys. Yeah, and then it's like they take the next nine months off. Well, I'm going to say they are in good shape because presumably Lesnar will be out of the picture, so the title will be back in the picture, and <laughs> it's going it's to make things. It's going to make the stakes a lot, you know, bigger for everybody involved. So I think it's, you know, it's going to be a case where. You're gonna have guys. You're gonna have three new guys in Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns, who are ready to start contending for t- for the for the main title. And uh, and that's a good thing. You you and you rarely have that. You rarely have guys that are that ready, um, especially after WrestleMania. True. One more thing I want to ask you: any hopes that you want for 2015 for the WWE? Like characters, um, direction. I'm hoping for buys. a Sheamus turn. Uh-huh. I think it's he's, it's he's time. It's time for him to go heel. Uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping Big Show stays a character, whether it's heel or face. Just, but I kind of prefer him as a heel as well. Um, and I kind of want to see Ziggler go heel again. 
Every, he's, all of his social media is at Heel Ziggler. <laughs> that is he, true. It's already in yeah. there. It's, it's built in. Um, I want the New Day to turn heel so bad. I pray um, for it. That God, dark what, horse, a, what no a waste of talent. Racist. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that would be interesting. To see one Monday night where Xavier Woods came out dressed like Malcolm X. And I thought Malcolm gonna, Xavier Woods. Yeah, I thought it was going to get live and it Somewhere Richard Man. With, with going, Jive. Yeah. Shuck and Jive, colored Shuck and Jive. That's all. Oh, God, I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um, I think that's all I have. That's just the one thing I want. It, just, but, they're just clowns right now. I hate it. Yeah. It's too bad because they're all talented. Even, even Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is a very talented wrestler. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. Doesn't get to show it. No, not at all. Kofi Kingston, man, I, I bet you wish he could jump back in the time machine and go back to, when was it, 2008 when he was feuding with Randy Orton? Yeah. That was the highlight of his career, and ever since then it's just been a tumble down. He's to such the a good off. athlete, too. He's a freak athlete. And I wonder what, monster. <laughs> what Kofi's going to jump off this year <laughs> in the World Rumble. Can't wait to see it. You know. Anything else, my friend? Uh, no, I think, man, considering... Considering it was just raw, we were able to get a lot out of the and because, I, like I said, I think this Almost raw forty two minutes. So yeah, this this last episode of Raw sets was two thousand fifteen sets up definitely, and it, it gave people a lot to talk about and a lot to take away from that night. So good job uh, finishing the year strong, WWE, just like us. That's it. Um, so any before we wrap up, you have any resolutions for next year? Um. Taking this podcast blog site into a, a second gear, into a, another gear, and uh, getting us out there even more, doing some interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're on the way to our um, New Year's party. We can talk about things. Sure. <sighs> I really want to stop procrastinating and writing more often because I slack off. Just. Sorry, when you work a job and then kind of do this, which is almost another job, is putting in, put in some work. This man works very hard, folks. Follow him on Twitter at DQ327. And follow uh, the 288 at 288 at underscore. And I am at ant underscore Garcia288. I know, I know you weren't looking at me to ask because I have no idea what your Twitter handle is. I'm still trying to get it together, guys. I'm. Still trying to get get the hang of this mm-hmm. this whole Twitter thing, so uh, but we uh, appreciate all the love and support as always. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna try and get a, 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 a end of the year podcast out before 2014 it wraps up. Uh, so we'll save our our thank yous for the year uh, for that show. Uh, but again, love love you guys. Thanks for all the support again. Yeah, thanks like always. Um, we're going to do that podcast uh, the way Steve's out there. Sure. All right. Thank you for listening. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, baby.